hello, once again, hey, what's going on, body of Christ, body of Christ, true believers in Christ, and this dispensation, how's everybody doing today, morning, evening, night, wherever you're living at, whatever country, you know, just how's everything going, I'm sure you're graced, you're thankful for the grace of God, okay, I was just thinking, and my thoughts I usually have, about uh, when I was talking about salvation on the last podcast and the importance of understanding. First, what is salvation? Secondly, how do you get saved? Thirdly, how do you know you're saved? And then I'm going to add a fourth play on this. I made up this word play. A fourth play on this. How do you explain to others about your salvation, who's interested of hearing it, okay? And I'm sure, uh, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping that you listen to the podcast and you get something out of that about salvation because I put emphasis on salvation because that's the most important thing for a person to be today before they can even try to read or study the Bible. They can read the Bible all day long, but they will not get the fruits. They will not get the benefits of understanding the Bible. I, I kind of mentioned that the last time. So salvation is the number one thing. That's why I advise anyone, you know, uh, now anybody can uh, listen to my podcast. So I would not, you know, you know, stop anyone from listening to it. But the fruit and the benefits for the Holy Spirit to really feed you and help you have you search yourself is when you are saved and your spirit has been quickened, quickened mean made alive. Your spirit will be quickened of what uh, this teaching is all about. It's God's word. It's not Jojo. It's not Joseph. It's not even uh, John and Lori Verstigen, which book I'm reading out of. It's all about Jesus Christ teaching you about his word, rightly divided. Okay? All right. Uh, the last time I was uh, teaching, I was talking about, you know, I got into rightly dividing salvation, you know, and what dispensation is, or dispensation you are near. Okay, the word dispensation that I will be using quite a bit. I don't like to use it a lot because it makes people freak out sometimes because they've never heard the word because they don't read the King James. You will only find the word dispensation used by the Apostle Paul in the King James Bible. You got other translations. But what dispensation means is something to be dispensed. It means administration. It's a program that you have been called in. It's an administration that you've been called in. It's a stewardship that you have been called in at a particular time. It don't have so much to do with time, but it just has to do with that position that you was called to do that you had at that time. Let me try to give a, uh, an example. Okay. You had a job and uh, you've been at a job for over 10, maybe 20 years. And you be have you had a certain position as a secretary. I'm just throwing it out there. And you've been doing that for a while. You know, a secretary's job, whatever secretary at that particular job they have to do. You've done that for 10 years, okay? But on that 11th year, your 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 boss, so-called boss, came to you and told you, okay, we're gonna move you to another position, not so much of an upgrade, or either or whether it's an upgrade or that you just get moved to another position. We're going to move you to another position and everything. It's still in the secretary realm, 
but it's going to be a different upgrade and a different way. We're going to teach things on how to do things now. The old way is going to be altered and always going to be changed. This is the way that people will get interviewed now. This is the way how people will be able to get into our door and, and, and see everything. This is the new administration that you will be in. And you will have different people under you, and you will be teaching a different thing that you've done the previous, or different than what you have done the previous years. You will be dispensing a different way of doing things. Okay, that's what really uh, the best I can do. It's not perfect, but the best I can do is trying to explain the concept of dispensation. The word is not used too much. It's mostly in an uh, in in English translation, back in the old English. King James Version. Dispensation, a lot of translations use steward or they use uh, uh, managers or they use uh, administration. But it's just a different administration at that particular time that this boss is going to use you for. Because that's what the Bible is like that. If you can understand what I'm saying, this is how the Bible, this blew my mind when I was taught by these uh, these teachers and everything. And most of the teachers that taught me, they're not well known. You, I named some names in the last podcast you probably even never heard of. And probably never will unless you search them out because they're not big mega churches or nothing like that. Not the not mega churches, but I'm just talking about most of them are programs and uh, got a concept of a denominational teaching. But this these teachers teach you how to teach the Bible like they used to be in the old school back in the 1800s, like it used to be dispensationally. They teach it rightly divided, okay? So this is what the teaching is in God's Bible. The, uh, the Bible has 66 books. Uh, 66 books in the Bible. You got Time Pass, which is Genesis, now listen carefully when I say this because some people think the old Old Testament is a whole from Genesis on down, but it's not. You have time pass which starts with Genesis. And Genesis all the way up to Exodus 24. You can start with Exodus 19, then comes the law. Remember the Bible said Moses comes, the law comes through Moses. The law starts in Exodus. It doesn't start in Genesis. Genesis is the beginning. Genesis all the way up to Exodus 24 is the law. Okay, it's broken down in there. So you got to understand the law came through Moses. There was no law before this, so it was no God was not imputed or imputed in the King James Bible, mean charging anyone with sin. Okay, even though they died, they wasn't charged with sin because they didn't even know what sin was, but they had right and wrong with their hearts. It was implanted by God through creation throughout. Okay, blue, not the story. But the thing is, you have to understand the Bible. What I'm trying to say, the Bible is progressive. The Bible is a transition. Meaning the Bible, God worked with different prophets, different ministers, and different people, not exactly the same way. People got blessed or they got cursed through God in different ways now. Okay, Genesis 12, God promised Abram. Now, Abram name means exalted father. His name was changed to Abraham, meaning father of all nations. Abraham was promised to be a nation after uh, the fall, after the flood of the Gentiles back in the past. Even though they won't call it Gentiles, but that's how the world was. <clears throat> was destroyed through water. I'm sure a lot of you guys knew that. Okay, it didn't have the rebellion at the Tower of Babel, memorizing all them. They were scattered after that, and God confused their language because they wanted to be higher than God. They wanted to reach the high to the heaven, so God had to confuse their language. Okay, all of that. God destroyed and scattered the nations, plural, Gentiles, the nations. He formed one nation out of Abram 
who became Abraham later, Genesis 12. It goes all the way to Genesis 17 when he started making the promises that's going to come from Abraham. And he told Abraham, Abraham was going to be the father of many nations. Now, this takes a lot of scriptures to look up. And I got scriptures to back it up. I'm not just talking. But I got scriptures to back it up. But I'm trying to give you a short book, a short little, a little picture of God's plan. Okay, so you got to remember, through early, through Exodus on down, when the Jews was called Hebrews, the Hebrew Abraham came out of a Gentile nation from the land of Chaldeans. He was a Hebrew, but he was the father of many nations. Promise, different promises and covenants was made to him. Now, another thing you I know you probably haven't known, I'm talking to the ones that didn't know, not the ones that know everything, but I'm talking to the ones that did not know that the covenants and the promises that God made to Israel he did not make to the other nations. He did not make to the United States. So a lot of people are claiming certain promises that was made to Israel that wasn't made for the nations, that wasn't made for the body of Christ, the church today. It was only promises made to Israel. That's why a lot of those things is not coming to fruition and healings and signs is not so popular and coming to fruition because it wasn't for the body of Christ Later on down the line, it was for Israel earlier. Woo, really? Yes, really. And probably, I'll probably get debates on that, but I'm not hearing debates. You can send in messages. You can send in your disagreement. You can send in uh, certain questions, but I'm not here to debate you. I'm just here to show you the Bible because if you ain't got no scripture and a right scripture to back up what you're saying, it's not going to help me. And it's not going to help any other listeners or anybody that you're telling any good. So you have to understand that that's when the, the, uh, the subject of salvation come in, okay? Salvation, Jews, Israel, were saved by their works. They had to get saved by baptism. They had to get saved because they were becoming prince. They, priests. They had to be cleansed. They got saved a different way than the body of Christ gets saved today. The body of Christ is the church today. The body of Christ it's the church today that we are called out to be to reconcile others and tell them about the grace of God through the teachings of who? The Apostle Paul. Okay, let me go back now. I'm going to, I went through all this to give you a, 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 just an eye opener of what I'm trying to get you to understand. The Bible is a transition. God has a timeline. And through the Bible, it's a, it's a, it's a transition. All the way from Genesis, all the way to Acts 7 through the stoning of Stephen. I'm not going to get through that now because it's too complicated unless you just get it broke down and uh, in the teachers and lay on down the line and start teaching on different subjects. But from Genesis all the way, which is Genesis the beginnings to the Old Testament, which starts in Exodus 24, you could begin in Exodus 19, all the way to Acts 7 was all about Israel and they was teaching about the coming kingdom on the earth. I want you to get this straight, the coming kingdom on the earth. It's all was they talking about, what they were preaching about, you know. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's all Old Testament. But you probably say, yeah, but in my Bible says the New Testament. I know man made that. I forgot the man's name, but he split it out that way because of lack of understanding of how to split it up. The Bible, when it was first made, the, uh, the scriptures and all that didn't have sections anyway. But man made in the sections, he put that out. He, from Malachi, he jumped to Matthew and made it Matthew, Mark, 
Luke and John Old uh, New Testament. It's not the New Testament. The book of Hebrews said a testament does not start until the testator is dead. Let me say it again. And the book of Hebrews, read the book of Hebrews, very powerful. It's only for the Israel, it's not for the church. So look, that's another shocker for you. Hebrews is for Israel. Well, I'll get into that later. But the thing about it, the book of Hebrews says that a testament doesn't start until the death of a testator. It's even today, you cannot you cannot claim a testament, you cannot claim an inheritance unless that inheritor passes away or that inheritor dies. Okay, you got that. So it's the same with Jesus. Jesus was still alive, so the New Testament haven't started. The New Testament is coming in the future. Okay, for who? For Israel, for their kingdom on earth. Put emphasis on that, for Israel, not for the church. The golden gates and all, the golden streets and all that is for Israel on here on earth. The body of Christ, the church of the day, we're going to be in the heavenly places. You say, what? Really? Yes, indeed. It's all in the Bible. You want to question me on that? Hey, we could get into that in a message. Not a debate, but I can show you scriptures. It's always been in your Bible, especially the King James Bible. Now, I'm not knocking every translation. I just don't read other translations. I might read the Living Bible because it doesn't claim. It's just more of a paraphrase. So I'll be, I can quote out of uh, that of that. But it's everything in the Living Bible. I will not use that as my Bible, my full show Bible, when I'm teaching. But I will use a little paraphrase in the Living Bible just to get an understanding for the, the layman or the unbelievers. I mean, even the believers and some unbelievers out there. But until they can understand the English literature, which I am still learning, of the King Jimmy, of the King James Bible. When I say King Jimmy, I mean the King James. Okay. All right. To make to get the, the to get that through to the listeners, I wanted y'all to understand to get that through to the listeners. I want you to get a concept of why this book, the Bible, the Big Picture by John and Lori Vestigen, is very important. Is is very important. And also, get it in your hands. If you are hungry. If you want to know the truth, Jesus said in, uh, I think John 8 and 32, I might be quoting, but go to John 8 and 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Ye shall know the truth, if you believe in my word. What did Jesus say? If you believe in my word, then that truth will come to you, and ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. The same is still true today. The concepts you used back in some of the Old Testament, you can still use those principles for the body of Christ in the church today. The truth shall make you free. All truths of the Bible. But you got to learn how to rightly divide truth from truth. Like I was saying earlier, rightly dividing truth from truth. Not truth from error, like I quote again, like I, my last podcast. Truth from truth. Time passed from but now, okay? Time passed, Israel, the earthly kingdom, Jews only, time passed. Now, let's talk about the but now. And I'm going to spend a few uh, minutes on but now because I have to just get my illustration first and get my uh, synopsis of what's, uh, what I'm leading to. Okay, so I'm going to go here and I'm going to read... Uh, because of time constraints a lot, but by John and Lord Vestigen in the Bible, the big picture. But now, and it says, Romans 3 21. Remember, write these scriptures down if you can, or if not, just come back to them. I will be repeating these scriptures or these verses, I'm sorry, uh, quite often. And it reads, quoting, Today, though God's word tells us that we are not under the law, which we're not, 
but under grace, according to Romans 6 and 14. Remember, I'm reading out of a book by uh, John and Lord Versigen. God has revealed to us who live after the cross that Christ has done all the work necessary to save us. Okay, he done it on the cross. He shed his blood as the full payment for all our sins. Died, and he died and rose again as proof that God has accepted the payment. God's, God accepted the payment of Jesus Christ on the cross, okay? Romans 3.20, Romans 3.21 to 28, and Romans 4 and 25. Romans is a powerful way to explain our position, our possessions, our justification, our reconciliation. Go to the book of Romans. It breaks down from all the way, all the way to the 9 until we get into Israel or, or, or Romans 10, 11, 11, the fall of Israel. It talks about our position and what happened on the cross. The Old Testament and time past in Genesis does not talk about this. It's revealed through the Apostle Paul, which is our apostle for today. So our apostle, what about Peter now? There was apostle to the Gentiles. Apostle Paul is, a, is, is the apostle to the Gentiles, the body of Christ today. Another story. That's another teaching, okay? Back to the book, and I'm quoting. Today, God tells us to stop working for salvation and trust in the work of his son for our justification. We don't need to do nothing better for ourselves. We better ourselves after salvation. We don't better ourselves to be saved or to keep, or get saved or to be saved or to stay saved. You know, I'm, I'm a strong advocate for assurance of salvation. I know I am saved and I can't lose my salvation, but it had nothing to do of how good or bad I am. It happens to do, do with Jesus, what he done on the cross. He took care of my sins, past, present, and future, so I don't have to work to keep my salvation. I only work to do good things because it's because I'm part of the body now and it's going to bear me fruits when I get judged on the great on the uh, judgment day of Christ. Okay? Alright. This is Romans 4 or 5, I'm quoting. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Our faith is counted for righteousness, not our works, okay? Not what we do, our faith. We are righteous because of the righteousness of Jesus. I can call myself righteousness because of Christ. Not my good doing, but his righteousness is what makes me righteous in the eyes of God the Father. Okay. Truth, truth, faith, true faith today, then, true faith today, then would be manifested or come to light or made known by resting in the shed blood of Christ and that alone. For justification, I'm justified by God because of the blood of Christ. And he works to any kind, like uh, water baptism, committing your life to Christ, walking it out, keeping the law, repeating confessions of sins. You see that a lot in churches today. People go to the office, alt altar, they call their altar, back and forth in the church, confessing their sins to be forgiven. Not knowing, according to 1 Corinthians, your sins have already been taken, taken care of even before you got saved. Your sins was taken care of, but because your sins are taken care of before you got saved doesn't give you a free ticket for salvation. You have to believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. The only way to get saved today, and I'm going to just put it out there because this is it. The only way, saints, brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, Christians, is to get saved today is believing this gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Write that down, please. Very important. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 
1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. You know, I could be saying first Corinthians, it could be second Corinthians. I can get confused sometimes because that's I guess that's because of age. But you can't find the first Corinthians, you'll find the second Corinthians. I'll just be real because I want you to know. First Corinthians 15 or second Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. It's the gospel message. Read that. That's the only way to get saved today. Believe it that Jesus died and he was buried and he rose again. Believing that Jesus died and he was buried and rose again. Okay. The salvation in the victory is not in his death. Okay. The salvation in the victory is not in him being buried. The glorification and the salvation that make us right with God today is his resurrection. That's the power. That's the power for the saints and the Christians today. Is his resurrection from the dead. Death, burial, and resurrection is the only way to be saved. You can only get saved that way today. That was only revealed to the Apostle Paul. It was never revealed to Peter and them. Yes, Peter and the twelve did preach the death, burial, resurrection, but they taught it in a different way as an indictment because what Israel done to their king. See, they was looking for their king, their Messiah, but they would never accept Jesus. Even today in Israel, they do not accept Jesus as their king. They only believe in the five books in the Bible, the Torah, the book of Moses. They never believe in their Messiah, the King Jesus. They never accepted him as being their king. That's why they crucified him. Now, he was going to be sacrificed on the altar anyway. I don't know in that way. So Satan thought he had him when he tried to kill him before the time come. Satan knew he had to be sacrificed, but he wasn't supposed to be sacrificed on the cross. But God outsmarted him in another way. And I get to that in another teaching. It's just so much. But what I'm saying is, the past of salvation, of the gospel, it's not going to get you saved today. It's only... What I mean by that, okay, the teachings of how to be saved by the 12 apostles of Peter and even Jesus being on earth is not the way of salvation today. The way of salvation today is you can only get it through the teachings of the apostle Paul and his 12 letters or his 12 epistles, which is epistles, Romans through Philemon, okay? So that's the but now. Let me uh, finish this right here. I'm going to read this again and I'm going to let you go with this. True faith today then will be manifested, manifest meaning come to life or make to light by resting in the shared blood of Christ and that alone for justification. Any works of any kind like water baptism, which is not for the day to day. People go get mad when I say that, but I'm going to explain that later on down the line. Committing your life to Christ, walking the aisle, keeping the law. Repeated confessions of sins. You don't have to keep confessing your sins because your sins have already been taken away and washing away after the cross of Jesus Christ. To the work of Christ in order to obtain forgiveness for or salvation is a denial that his work is enough. It is not faith in God's good news in this age of grace. You still trying to, in other words, what they're saying, what uh, John and Lori are saying, whoever wrote this, I don't know which one, they just done it together as a team are saying if you're trying to do anything else besides accepting God's grace, a lot of people say unmerited favor, but you don't even understand the deepness of the grace of God, what happened on the cross. And you can learn that in all the book of Romans. That would teach you what happened at the cross because you can't learn it from the Old Testament or in time past, starting with Genesis. Okay, I'll keep saying that because it's a different. The Bible is a transition from Genesis all the way to Acts 7. Then you have a transition uh, period from 
the gospel of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, you know, that was preached by Jesus' earthly ministries and the 12 apostles to the teaching of the Apostle Paul, the gospel of the grace of God, Acts 20 and 24, the gospel of the grace of God through Jesus when he was in heaven. He taught a different gospel, which is for the church today. Okay, so understand that that's what they Paul calls in his epistles the but now time. We're in the but now time of the gospel of grace, not time past of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven that was taught by the Jews, the 12 apostles, and Jesus' earthly ministry. Now, Jesus has two ministry He has an earthly ministry and a heavenly ministry. We're under the heavenly ministry, the gospel of the grace of God. The earthly ministry, we do not follow that, but now we can use some principles and we can use some concepts that's in that. Don't get me wrong. The whole Bible must be read. You must read the whole Bible because all the Bible is an inspiration of God. So I don't want nobody thinking I'm just saying you only follow the teachings of Paul. No, I'm just saying you read the whole Bible, but you got to learn how to decipher and learn how to rightly divide which program that you are in. You must understand that to get a right understanding and get the right following and know God's will. Without that, you will never know. You think you do, but you never will. Okay, thank you for the blessings today. Thank you for being here. I hope you understood what I was coming from. I'm going to continue, not only with the but now, we and the but now, the body of Christ, but even the ages to come, what's going to happen in the future. And that's another a good teaching uh, that I would be teaching out of this book and also uh, my own commentary on what I've learned. You know, so I hope you listen to this podcast. Be blessed. And may the grace of God continue to be with you all, believers. And if you're not unbelievers, please, 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4 is the only way to be saved. There's no only way to be saved today. You know, they can debate it all as one, but the scriptures speak up for himself. You know, not man, the scriptures. Peace out. Grace and peace be with you. God bless you. Love you all. Bye-bye.